Good evening, everyone. Uh, blessed Christmas tide. Folks, my goodness, I know we're in a pandemic, but I think we. Did people get tired after Christmas? <laughs> I'm looking around, I was like, wow, okay, all right. So, my friends, uh, we, we celebrate uh, the, the Feast of the Holy Family. And in the scriptures, um, we're going to bounce quickly. So, yesterday we celebrated the very birth of Christ, and today we hear um, Jesus is a little bit older, <laughs> and they're taking him uh, for a particular medical procedure. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, <clears throat> next week, uh, we'll go back to the manger scene with the Epiphany, and then the week after that, uh, we go to the baptism of the Lord where Jesus is about 30 years old. So, <laughs> baby Jesus, grown-up Jesus, baby Jesus, grown-up Jesus <laughs> in, the, in the Scriptures. But we celebrate this feast of the Holy Family, and the church put this forth. Uh, uh, it hasn't, it's not that old, really, uh, this feast of the Holy Family. And the church did it in response to the times, uh, something that would, would have been going on. And um, uh, they certainly, um, the picture we get of the Holy Family, we don't call them the perfect family. We call them the Holy Family. And um, because the, those words are different from each other. And we call them the Holy Family uh, because of their lifestyle. Yes, Jesus is in there. We have the Son of God in there. Uh, but um, oftentimes when the church, as we heard in the prayer, they put the Holy Family forth as an ideal for us. And um, sometimes we have this picture-perfect uh, idolization in this notion of the Holy Family, uh, what with angels talking to Mary and uh, talking to Joseph and instructing them what to do, what not to do, uh, warning them about this and about that. Um, this leads one to imagine that they uh, never had to agonize over decisions. Um, the church holds the Holy Family as an example for you guys and for me, but mom and dads, you know, the, you know, the traditional family. And is it too much? Is the church asking too much of you guys when it puts forth, here, you should be just like the Holy Family? No. Uh, we don't have a great amount of detail about the life of the Holy Family in the Gospels, but we do get glimpses of things that were going on. And these glimpses are enough to show us that uh, their life on earth was not picture perfect. And uh, as we would understand it, particularly the way artists put them in icons, you know, they're, they're beautiful and they have halos and, you know, but in between <laughs> there were other things going on and the Holy Family had its share of storms. So here we go, for example, uh, recall the scriptures tell us that at first Joseph was going to end his betrothal to Mary and he was going to leave her in a nearby town, and not in a horrible way. He was going to make for provisions for her. Um, when it came time for Jesus to be born, Joseph and Mary could find no accommodations but had to take cover uh, in a, a stable, which was uh, for them a hewn-out cave. Uh, and inside of it, and I'm very careful because I got yelled at one time when I said and he was born with stinky animals. Well, 
a farmer <laughs> from Marysville said, Father, don't call them stinky animals. <laughs> and I said, okay, I won't do that anymore. So I cut that right out of that homily uh, from that point on. But uh, so here uh, they didn't have a warm place to be. They had to take uh, cover in a stable that was a, a cave. And the joy at his birth was short-lived and interrupted because uh, he immediately became the target of Herod's assassins. Um, remember what Herod, you know, Herod uh, killed children in an attempt to destroy the Messiah. And um, so they had to go on the run uh, because assassins were coming for Jesus. And uh, so they had to take their child and flee to a foreign country, to Egypt, um, where they were... Um, and they discovered what it was like to be either, you, know, you can use the word, any word you want, refugee, an immigrant, uh, but they learned what it was to be on the run and to have to go into a country. And they would have been spotted because in their time, they dressed differently. The Hebrews dressed differently from people in Egypt. So they would have known, oh, what are you doing here, Jew? Why are you here? Um, so a lot of danger for them. And finally, uh, when they would return back in their own country, <clears throat> they had to find a place where they could begin life all over again. And so they settled in Nazareth. And uh, when, remember one time in Jerusalem, following uh, with love the precepts of the faith, they take Jesus to the temple, and which we heard, uh, and we hear two very old holy people in the temple uh, talking to them, and um, it, it's kind of uh, interesting because we're told Jesus and Mary are kind of confused. We wonder why they're talking about that. You know, why would they say that about our child? And you think, didn't the angel tell Mary <laughs> a bunch of things? Did she forget? <laughs> or did she hope that things would just be normal? I think she wanted things to be normal. Not in, not in ungratitude to God, but what all the crazy, you know how when it gets crazy time, you guys know we're in the pandemic. You just want normal. Just something normal. And I think Mary and, and Joseph, they just wanted things to be normal. They've been, you know, crazy king was trying to kill our child and uh, we couldn't find a place to live. We, uh, we didn't have any money. So you can see where they just, and then they go into the temple and these two old holy people, your child is, and you can just, Joseph's like, oh, here we go, here we go. And my friends, you know, and there was that other time, remember when Jesus was about 12 years old, um, they went to Jerusalem again to the temple, and I like to say, Jesus was lost. <laughs> Oh, in fact, Mary and Joseph forgot about him. <laughs> not in a terrible way, though. Not like when you go to Walmart and you know, oh, how did I leave my child there? Um, you know, there, the, all the relatives were together. So they just assumed Jesus was with one of the other relative members. And you remember, he wasn't. He was, he was catechizing <laughs> at 12 in the temple, the religious people of his time, uh, uh, which really irked his mother and father, Joseph and Mary. <laughs> they had anxiety in their heart is the best way. And my friends, uh, the other piece, Joseph dies early on. 
We don't know exactly when, but uh, he's not at the wedding in Cana, so uh, Jesus is already starting, just beginning his ministry at 30. So Joseph likely died um, when Jesus was probably still a teenager. So there's the death of Mary's husband and Jesus' earthly father. So you see, when we, get the, when we look at the Holy Family, they had their share of things. And uh, my friends, during, the, during his public life, uh, Mary did not always understand what Jesus was doing. And um, she had anxiety about how he would be received and how the world would treat him. And we saw, we had the ability to know. And uh, you know, to remember in the scriptures on the one occasion, um, they came and got her, and they said, you need to go get your son. He's acting crazy. Or either that or he's possessed by a demon. And back in her time, though, that was a great insult. No mother wants to hear anything negative about their children, whether it's true or not. And in this case, obviously it was not true, but um, they went after her and said, you better go collect your son. He's going to get himself in trouble. And... Uh, Later, of course, we know she witnessed the people turn against him and the authorities charge him unjustly and take him into custody, handcuffed. And finally comes a time, the great sorrow that Simeon told her as they pierced his heart, really. Her heart would be pierced with great sorrow watching her son be executed, an innocent man. With this understanding, no one can claim that the Holy Family lived a sheltered or trouble-free life. That is not to say that the Holy Family did not have their time of peace and solace, because there's a whole gap of time where we know nothing about. And I'm assuming that that was a time of peace for them, where the world left them alone to be a family. And that Mary and Joseph could bring Jesus up according uh, to the world, meaning taught him what it was. Uh, I know it's mind-boggling. What do you teach God? <laughs> but rather, you know, in, in those peaceful times, uh, they were like other families. They, they knew joy and peace and solace, and they knew sorrow and challenges. And uh, if the Holy Family had not truly experienced human existence, they would not serve as a realistic example for you and I. What is important is how they and we deal with all of these experiences, and particularly the problems and how we resolve these challenges. And this brings us uh, to what makes them holy and a model for all human families. Their family, their relationship with each other was founded and grounded in faith and on love and on trust and on traditions and fidelity to each other. They trusted in God in all things. They exampled love and peace and understanding and forgiveness and compassion, not only to each other, but to all they encountered the challenges uh, that ex they experienced did not break them, but rather united them and made them strong. And I suspect more faithful, more patient, and more understanding, and more forgiving 
and more compassionate and wiser and more loving. And therefore, what made them the Holy Family with the Lord's grace are the very things that assures all Christian families that they can be holy. All the very things that are spoken about inside the scriptures for this evening can make all of us holy people. And each person, each family is a precious gift to the church and to our society and to our world. We must do all we can to, to protect and support so precious a gift as family, every human life for that matter, but in particularly children. And my friends, that's why it became so absolutely detestable for within our church what bishops and priests did to children and to the family. Detestable. I hope we have learned we can move forward. We can protect the children and the elderly. And in doing so, protect families, remembering how sacred and holy they are. It was hard as I knew holy f this feast was coming, and there was different ways to approach it for me, and, and it made it really difficult. It makes it hard for me as a priest to come and tell you about the sacredness of the family, knowing what happened. 